there's something scary hiding in the back of your closet. Your bathing suits and summer clothes, they you're pretty sure don't fit anymore. What if there was a way to get into summer shape in one visit? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonobello to explain. It really is quite remarkable. Sonobello doctors use a technology called microlaser fat removal, and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone, permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit. It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our Sonobella locations across the U.S. And right now, you can save $250. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. That's sonobello.com slash save. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Oh God, we thank you, Jesus. Hey, we give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. Jesus, we love you, Come on, come on, give God some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm the Hallelujah. Come on, come on. Oh, 
shortly here in a couple minutes amen we thank God for your life hallelujah we welcome you yes we welcome you to our Sunday school this morning SOAR International Network and Unlimited Grace Prayer Ministry welcome you God bless everybody we know that you're going to be blessed on this morning so go ahead and get your Bibles, your journals, your pens, and your paper ready. Hallelujah. As we begin our Sunday, Sunday school class, amen. Can't get it out there. <laughs> but it's our Sunday school class that we're about to begin this morning. That's why we're starting early. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 We give God the glory. We just thank God on this morning for what he's about to do in our lives. Amen. And we don't take it for granted. All the things that God wants to do in our life. Amen. Hallelujah. As we just prepare to do some adjustments here, so bear with us. Amen. As we adjust a couple of things. Amen. So bear with us. Hallelujah. On this morning. I think I got to come forward. Amen. There we go. 
think that's where we need to be. At an angle here. Hallelujah. There's always a little something we know that happens. Hallelujah. When we're trying to get everything in a way to where everything is going to be okay for us. Amen. I think I do believe that's going to be a good angle for us. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We have it in a couple places, so I think that'll work out for us this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's prepare our minds our hearts, amen, as God begins to speak to us on this morning, as we just learn some things, you know, it's always good to have a learnable spirit, to want to learn and learn and learn, never stop learning, no matter how smart we think we are, we should still want to learn and learn and learn and learn, right? <laughs> That's one of the things I know that helps us become a better person. As we continue to want to learn, amen. As we continue to want to learn, right? So we're just preparing our hearts right now. So come on and let's do just that. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank God. Hallelujah. Alrighty. Welcome, 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 welcome. God bless you. Amen and glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank God. Hallelujah. We give God the glory. We give God the honor. We praise his name. Hallelujah. We thank him. Today is the Lord. Today is today is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad therein. Amen. I said we shall rejoice and be glad therein because this is the day that the Lord has made. We didn't make today, but God made today. And thank God he made today. Because we would have had some mess up, some mess ups if God, if we would have made today. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we thank God that He made today. And He make every day, right? Because if we make it, 
we are just messed it up, right? We are messing all the way up because, first of all, we think sometimes we know everything and we think everything is our way and, and everything needs to be our way and everything needs to go our way when it's not even about us, amen? It's all about Him. And that's why we've been studying the gifts, the spiritual gifts that's been given by only the Holy Spirit. Thank God man don't give gifts. Jesus. Because when we know when people are offended or people feel like you may not have done what they said for you to do, that they want you to do and how they want you to do it, they'll be ready to take back the gift, right? <laughs> so we thank God that God gives the gifts. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the one who released the gifts. And we've been in the gifts, the spiritual gifts um, series and been talking about spiritual gifts because we know for sure that this is the time that those gifts needs to operate in the body of Christ. We all know that we all have come through a pandemic and things have not been as usual. But some of us, we can't remember because some of us was young. Our parents also went through the same pandemic, but just a different virus. But now that we're able to understand those things, we also experience not only the hurt, the pain, but the struggle. But God has given us something so special that we can make things happen in spite of the circumstance, in spite of any pandemic. Our spiritual gifts can still bring forth growth, health, prosperity, life, because God has given us spiritual gifts to work together, to edify one another, to do the work of the ministry, to bring people to their fullness and the fullness of God. Amen. So at the end of the day, we need to know how to operate those gifts. If we don't know how to operate those gifts, then what's the purpose of us having them, right? So that's why we've been in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 studying the book, the, the, the spiritual giftings. And we said that we were going to break them down one by one. But then we began to talk about not only the, 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 the gifts, we, we also broke them down. We broke them down and we divided them in different categories because they are in different categories. The ministry gifts, the manifestation gifts. We broke all that down from the beginning, but we're not going to go back all the way from the beginning. The manifestation gift, um, the ministry gifts, we, we, we talked about those, those, those gift things and the motivational gifts. And then we began to break them down and we said that we were going to talk about how we also can break them down in uh, um, another three category where we have the speaking gifts, the revelation, re excuse me, revelational gifts. And that's what we're talking about now. We're talking about the revelational gifts, which is the gift of wisdom. So we've been in the, um, we've been talking about the gift of wisdom is a little bit more in depth than we thought because the, the, the word of wisdom is so important, especially not only in ministry, but in life itself. And so when we broke down those three gifts in three categories, we said that there is gifts to say, gifts to know, and gifts to do. So the gifts to say was the prophecy, tongues, the interpretation of tongues. And then the gifts to know is the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. And then gifts to do is the gift of uh, faith, the gift of healing, and the working of miracles. Amen. 
So we said that we were going to take each one and begin to break it down. So we said that the word of wisdom, because when we read in 1 Corinthians, let's go to 1 Corinthians, please. Chapter 12, verse 8. You're supposed to already be prepared with your Bibles and your notes, because I said that we're going to study together, read together, and write together. So uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 Verse 8 says, For to one is given by the spirit of word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge, and by the same spirit, to another faith of the same spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same spirit. But let's stay right there. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit withdraw. For one is given by the spirit of what? The word of wisdom. So we said that um, in the definition here um, that we had um, brought out of some other references, but just to make it simple, we said that the word of knowledge gives us the ability to know, meaning gives us the ability to understand direction in life. It allows us to make right choices. It allows us to go in the right direction. The word of wisdom allows us to be able to use our mind, to be able to make the right decisions so that we can be able to fulfill our purpose and destiny. So a word of wisdom is also given by somebody full of wisdom, meaning that they're going to give you the right way to do certain things, meaning that it's not going to bring destruction, it's not going to be negative, it's not going to bring you in a place where you're going to regret. But the word of wisdom gives us the skill in knowing how and when, hallelujah, to do a certain thing in a particular time and enables us to make a significant impact in what we do because the word of wisdom gives us the ability to have an effect in making something happen for the good. So it allows us also to recognize truth. Wisdom is truth. So the word of wisdom is the truth of the matter, meaning that somebody is going to tell you the truth of the matter, no matter how much you may want to hear a lie or how much you may want to make it to where it makes you feel good, but it is going to better you, meaning that it's going to move you forward, it's going to allow doors to open up for you to where at the very end you won't come back and say, oh, I wish that I wouldn't have done that or I wouldn't have said that, but somebody that's giving you a word of wisdom is going to also going to give you the truth of the matter. So so if people around you is not giving you the truth of the matter, then you're around the wrong people. Sometimes people don't want to hear the truth. They want to hear what's going to make them feel good, what's going to make them, you know, their ears tingle. But I want to be around people that's going to give me the truth, not around people that's going to just give me something to only fulfill their motive or fulfill their purpose. But it's going to push me towards my purpose, towards my destiny so that I can recognize and also change for the better, not just change for the worse. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving us the wisdom, knowledge and understanding on this morning to receive your um, your teaching through um, the spirit of God and God I ask you God to decrease me that you would increase that the word will follow good ground, that the people's hearts will be changed on this morning. And Lord God, we just thank you for your revelatory, your word on this morning. And God, we give you the glory, we give you the honor in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And I'm in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and 19, for it is written, I, read, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of prudent. Amen. So for this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you may be filled with knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding.
Hallelujah. Um, Colossians 1 and 9. So here is wisdom. Let him that have understanding count the number of the beast. For it is the number of man and the number of 603 score and 6. Revelation 13 and 18. 4 to 1 is given by the spirit of the word of wisdom to another the word of knowledge by the same spirit. We just read that. 1 Corinthians 12. That God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of who? Him. Ephesians 1 and 17. So in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge? Colossians 2 and 3. So we also know that having the word of wisdom also releases that hidden treasure of the things of God. I believe that the hidden treasures is the mind of God. The hidden treasures are those things that's deep down in God. Revelation of God. Mysteries of God. So when we are able... Excuse me, when we're able to, to, to receive wisdom and to not only see it's a difference between receiving wisdom and acting on wisdom. It's like faith. Faith is dead without what works. You got to work your faith. You just can't say, oh, I got faith. And then when a situation comes, you go ball up in a, in, in, in a ball and don't know what to do. No, you're going to unball yourself and you're going to work your faith. Even though it seems like it's a dark place, a dark moment in your life. But at the end of the day, you're going to get up and try to make things happen. Even though it may not seem like it's going to happen. But as long as you get up and try, God will make a way out of no way. That's wisdom. Wisdom meaning that you have to apply it. So you can receive the gift of knowledge, but if you can't apply what you know to what is true, then wisdom is nothing. So that's why you got to understand that the word of wisdom also comes with action, meaning that not only do you got to know the truth, but you have to be the truth. You have to do the truth. You have to say the truth. So at the end of the day, we can know all truth, but if we don't live by the truth or walk by the truth, then what is wisdom? That's why it's more than just knowing the truth. You have to act on it. You have to live it. You have to be it. You have to become it. You have to speak it. All In all things, it should be what? True. Amen. So at the end of the day, when you look at it, it is God-given disclosure. Amen. Hallelujah. Of the knowledge of God, who he is. Hallelujah. So let's just talk a little bit more about um, the word of wisdom. We talked a little bit about this on a couple weeks ago because we hear every other Sunday for Sunday school. So we also said, um, I believe, um, um, the last time we were um, teaching on the word of wisdom, we said this is a spiritual gift. Um, that was mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12 and 8. Again, it says, For to one is given by the spirit of what? The word of wisdom. Amen. So when we look at it in the Greek word translated as word is logos, which is defined when we looked into the strong concordance as is followed, something said including a thought, but by implication a what? Topic, a course, or something that is something of reason, something of truth. Something that is, that is told to make things better, to make things become, to make things be, become the best of. A provision of something that is divine. A right application of knowledge. Um, amen. So at the end of the day, it allows us to act on the truth. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's just go a little bit. I want to go a little bit deeper in talking about um, the word of wisdom. Amen. Hallelujah. So the word of wisdom, the gift of wisdom, 
So we're talking about the gift of wisdom. We also talked a little bit about the gift of knowledge because when you, because you actually you can put those two together and they. Are you passionate about your professional future but not sure what's next? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business can take your education and career to the next level with its highly ranked working professional MBA with flexibility to earn a degree entirely on campus, online, or a mix of both. An MBA from Ohio State is more accessible than ever. To get started, visit go. Osu.edu slash WPMBA, the Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. Are you ready to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit Go osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. Work alongside one another like crazy. So, um, but we're just going to break it down really easy. Amen. So we know that um, Apostle Paul was a man that was full of wisdom. Amen. Full of knowledge. But we also know that Solomon had the gift of wisdom. Remember, he asked, he could have asked for anything. He could have asked for homes. He could have asked for cars. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, back then they didn't have cars like we have cars here. But he could have asked for all the riches and all that. But what did he ask for? He asked for wisdom. Why did he ask for wisdom? Because he was going to have to make decisions. I'm talking about tough decisions that can really affect someone's life. Not just somebody's financial state or natural state, but somebody's spiritual state. And when God puts you in a place to make decisions and to give words of wisdom to help somebody, that can be very, very dangerous because if you're not giving them the right word of wisdom, it can affect them spiritually and, and send them to hell. So that's why we have to make sure in all things, first of all, what we get an understanding. We get an understanding on what God is saying, not what we're saying. See, a lot of times we take what we say and say God said when really God ain't say that. We're just taking our own um, knowledge. What we have maybe learned through maybe our own experience. Yeah, we, we, we do apply our experiences in life to help somebody else. But it's not just based on our experiences. What did God say? How did God say it? What did God say? When did God say it? Who did God say it to? When we, you know, when we go to God, we need to go to God about the people. You know, a lot of times we try to figure things out ourselves and try to do it ourselves. Yes, God has given us the power to lose. God has given us the power to bind. God has given us power to decree and declare things. Yes, he, he did. But at the same time, we need to sometimes just go strictly to God and say, God, how do I handle this individual? 
how do I, I know you gave me the power to loose them. I know you gave me the power to speak into their life and break some things in the name of Jesus. Because I only can do this in the name of Jesus. I can't do this in my name. I can't do this in nobody's name. Only the name of Jesus. But at the same time, I need your wisdom. I need the wisdom of God so that as I begin to loose and as I begin to declare, declare and decree some things over their life, I know exactly how to apply it. I know the application of words to use. So therefore, Holy Spirit, I am coming to you and I am asking you, how do I handle John? How do I handle Mary? How do I handle um, 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 Sue? How do I handle your people? Because the Bible reminds us, if my people that are called by my name, what name are we talking about? We're not talking about Robin's name. We're not talking about Joe's name. We're we talking about the name of Jesus. We belong to Jesus, period. So if we, uh, because we belong to him, that means that he entrusted us, even as leaders entrusted us to what? Speak over his people, to, to, to pray over his people, to lead his people, to be an example of him, meaning us living and, 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 and exemplifying who he is as an ambassador we're representing Christ meaning that because he's spirit he is in us when people see us they need to see Christ meaning that we have to represent him in such a way that they can see Christ not saying that we're God no but they see the spirit of God that is in us so that means that the word of wisdom has to be so deep in us so that when we begin to speak it's like they're hearing God not hearing Robin not hearing you but they're hearing the spirit of God and it's, and it's allowing them their spirit to be activated so that truth can set in so things can begin to what change in their life because a lot of times they hear truth and they know truth but because they have such a blockage and maybe because of the wounds and the pains or whatever the case that they may be going through, it's like a barrel that's been put up. So no matter how much you try to drive in truth, it's like it bounced off that wall and, it, and it's doing nothing. But at the end of the day, when you go to God, Holy Spirit, I know that they're hearing me. I know that I'm speaking what you're telling me to speak. Lord, God, help that barrel, help that wall to come down. Do what you got to do, oh God, to break them. Do what you got to do, oh God, to make that wall be down, be removed. Break down that wall to so that the words of wisdom that you're speaking through me. See, we got to decrease so much that we got to let God know that we only rely on him. That is nothing about us. See, the reason why sometimes it is not affected because we're so prideful. We're so, we think we have it all or know it all or we think we all of this because we have a doctorate over here, a doctor over there. Okay, that's fine. It's great to, to further our education, you know, but at the end of the day, we need to still humble ourselves. We need to still depend on the Holy Spirit. Nowadays, we don't depend on the Holy Spirit. We only depend on ourselves. 
We only depend on our own wisdom. We only depend on our own knowledge. We only depend on our own understanding. No longer do we go to God and say, God, how do I handle John? How do I handle Stacy? How do I handle Frank? We don't go to God anymore on asking him how to handle his people. And it's so crazy because they're his people. He knows us by the number of hairs on our head. So he knows how we need to be dealt with. He knows what buttons that need to be pushed on us and what buttons need not to be pushed on us. He know every inch about us. No matter how much we hide from people, God knows us. But God loves us so much that he gives us space and he lets us make a choice. Either we're going to make the right choice or the wrong choice. But when we decide to come back to him and truly repent inwardly, he receives us so open so open heartedly like we have done nothing yes he chastised us along the way but guess what that's okay he loves us so much when a father loves you like that chastisement gonna come but it's to better you it is to build you it is to make you so that you won't break that you won't allow lies to come in and to destroy everything that God have created in you so at the end of the day we have to be that representative that goes to the kings of kings and the lords of lords and say lord i know you have given me the gift of wisdom but show me how to apply it see you can have the gift of wisdom but don't know how to apply it so our prayer is that god we need to know how to apply the wisdom that you have given unto us see paul knew that true wisdom and true um, um knowledge in every era necessary he knew it would make the gifts of the spirit more meaningful and effective just as god intended that's why god have given us gifts hallelujah without so much sometimes like knowledge like in the book of corinthians it says you do not lack any spiritual gift first corinthians 1 and 7 however if the gifts are to be useful they must be based on true knowledge so you gotta have a knowledge of the gifts that is given god is just not gonna give us something just to destroy it or just to destroy somebody else no he gives us the ability to have the knowing on how to use the spiritual gifts that he have given unto us which is wisdom he give us wisdom. He give us wisdom to know. He give us wisdom to understand. He give us wisdom to know how to apply it. So one of the things when we look at the gift of wisdom, it says to one there is given through the spirit, the message of what? Wisdom. When we read in 1 Corinthians and another translation, 12 and 8 King James Version. And then it says for one is given by the spirit by the spirit the word of wisdom in the king james version but wisdom is what good judgment based upon knowledge the word the word of wisdom then is a word of good judgment based upon knowledge but the gift is more than that okay so let's look at the word the term word let's look at the term word is a key okay it comes from the greek word like i said earlier logos which means the matter of the subject of the essence of. See, since the gifts of the Spirit are strictly of the Spirit of God, we understand that the word of wisdom is an expression from God. See, the word of wisdom is not given by man. Man can't give you the word of wisdom. Only God gives you the word of wisdom. Only God gives the gifts, Holy Spirit. So at the end of the day, 
is an expression by God. It is not just an expression of wisdom. The wisdom spoken here comes directly from God. It is his wisdom. So how are we counseling God's people? We need to counsel God's people by his wisdom. We're not counseling people by God's wisdom. That's why some people are falling away. Because we're giving them our wisdom. We're giving them our, our revelation, our education. When it's not about our words, but it's about God's wisdom. Applying the word of God. You know, even though, yes, we go through life experiences. Come on. Our testimony. The word of our testimony also helps with works with the word of wisdom. Because as we're giving them God's wisdom, our experience through life, because we have we have experienced the downfall when we did things that we knew not to do. When we were disobedient to the things of God. When we walked out of the things of God. But then God brought us back to him. But at the end of the day, it was a word of wisdom that opened up our understanding. And a word of knowledge that allowed us to know right from wrong. A lie from truth. So when we know truth... Are you passionate about your professional future but not sure what's next? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business can take your education and career to the next level with its highly ranked working professional MBA. With flexibility to earn a degree entirely on campus, online, or a mix of both, an MBA from Ohio State is more accessible than ever. To get started, visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. When you post a job for free with LinkedIn Jobs, you get to the people you want to interview faster. That's because we help you filter and prioritize only the most qualified candidates. Like, say you want to interview a software engineer, but you really need someone who can rock C++, Python, and help you crush Office Trivia Night. But come on, does that one person with all that even exist? No. Five of them do, actually. And LinkedIn Jobs can help you find them right here, so you can take it from there. Post your job for free at linkedin.com apply. That's linkedin.com apply. Terms and conditions apply. And I cannot stand. It will come, like it says, oh, weapons will be formed. But no weapons formed against us shall prosper. But it does not say that they won't be formed. Oh, the enemy will try to form that weapon. But guess what? When you stand in the truth, it's not going to form. So at the end of the day, God gives wisdom. He is the wisdom, and it is his wisdom. So therefore, through the gift of the word of wisdom, which the Holy Spirit gives to us, is a mind of God. But when you go deeper, remember we talked about the spirits of God, which is the spirit of wisdom, which go more into the revelatorial mysteries of God. But the gift of wisdom is God's word, Give it to us for us to apply it to use in our everyday life. But the spirit of wisdom is the mind of God. So just imagine having the gift of wisdom, the spirit of wisdom, God's word, God's mind. Put it all together. Bow. Come on now. Not saying that you all that in a bag of chips because you still need room to be taught. You still need room to be teachable. 
But at the end of the day, at least the words that you're going to speak is going to be words of truth to help move somebody forth in life. Because if we give a person the wrong direction, that can affect them spiritually. And that can affect their salvation. So that's why we have to be so careful when we call ourselves counseling people. Not only should we just counsel people, but we need to first go to the Holy Spirit and ask Holy Spirit, how do I counsel your people? I know you gave me the power to lose. I know you gave me the power to decree and declare. I know you gave me the power to call things in your name. But, Holy Spirit, I'm asking you, how do I counsel this individual? Because the Holy Spirit knows all things. And he knows his people. So as he gives us a word of wisdom on how to uh, counsel his people, we also take that and apply it with knowledge and, and understanding on how we deliver it to his people. Because now that he have, you know, being a prophet, also a seer, and also just the revelation of God, when he dropped that on us, we also have to use wisdom and know the timing. See, it's all about timing. The timing. When do you release that wisdom? The timing on when do you release it in that particular way? Yes, you tell the person the truth. You never wait to tell the truth. Oh, no. You tell the person the truth right there. But it's how you apply the truth. It's how you apply the word that you're speaking. Because sometimes people are fragile. People are weak. But you still got to get them the truth. But it's how you apply it in love. That's key. Are you gentle with them? Because some people are so fragile that even though you're applying it to them in love, because their walls are so built up, they're not able to hear truth. And so they get offended quickly. They don't realize that you're caring for them. They're not realizing that you're trying to just speak life into them because the enemy has already lied to them and made them feel a certain way. So God gives us a gives us wisdom, meaning a small portion of a special wisdom, so that we are able to speak God's wisdom at a proper time. Because when we're able to speak God's wisdom at a proper time, then the the person will begin to what? Hear us. They're not hearing literally Robin. They're hearing the voice of God. See, the word of wisdom is a little of God's wisdom spoken at a proper time. It's a gift which makes a person wise to speak the truths on the matter. The word of wisdom is also natural wisdom inspired by the Holy Spirit. So we must understand that the word of wisdom, the gift of wisdom is supernatural. It is super, it's a supernatural gift that is given. That's why Paul said to one there is given through the spirit, the spirit, the message of wisdom, the spirit of wisdom. Amen. So one cannot get it by just going to school or going to college or going to just sit in the school of the prophets or the school of the apostles. You can't just get wisdom just sitting. No, it's given by God. He does not 
give it just because he just give it. He says to what? We can ask him. See, we can desire it and ask him. And he would liberally give it to us. What? Now, wait a minute. Sometimes when you ask man to even teach you, or you want to learn more about God, now they got schools of the prophets, Emmanuel, school of the apostles, where you got to go pay just to go through training of a gift that God have already given you. I'm not saying not teaching people what their gifts is and letting the gifts be activated because man can't give you a gift. But they can speak it to your life so that the gift that's already in you can be activated. But when we begin to put money on things of, of God, when it's already given to us freely, and God said that if any man want wisdom, all we have to do what is ask him liberally, meaning come however you are. See, most of us want to come already saved. You can't come already saved because we all messed up. We're all in the hospital. We say, well, wait a minute. We're going to wait until we stop doing this, until we stop doing that. Then we'll come to church. The devil going to let you dig a deeper hole. You can't say, oh, I'm going to wait until I stop doing this because the devil ain't going to never let you stop because he want to keep you in his kingdom. So he's putting that lie in your mind because he knows he's, he's, he's digging a deeper hole for you to fall in. So he makes you to believe that, oh, yeah, you're going to get yourself together. When you get yourself together, then you can go. He's going to accept you like this, accept you like that. No, Jesus accepts us how we are. So if we messed up, drugged out, whatever, come. If we sleeping around, whatever, come. If we a liar, come. If we a thief, come. If we a murderer, come. No matter what you are and how you are, you don't you can't make yourself change. Only God can change your heart. Only God can change us. Then we become so self-righteous. No, come as you are. Wisdom would tell you come as you are so that God can do a Deep, deep cleansing. He can make you whole for real. Some of us just get a feel good of this and that. And just to feel good right then and there. But at the end of the day, it's nothing. So again, like Paul said, this is something that is not given by man. It's given by the Spirit. So to help us have more understanding, first of all, we need to ask a question and say, To whom is the word of wisdom given to? It says, give them to each one just as he determines. 1 Corinthians 12 and 11. But all that work together, the same sin divided to every man severally as he will. This word, it don't tell us, oh, it only gives to these people that's been in church for 50 years. You only give wisdom to people that have graduated from um, seminary school. Wisdom only give to people whose parents been in the church for a hundred years. No. It can be given to somebody that's come off the streets. That have a heart for God. That God can change their heart. And as they continue to learn and be in the things of God. As they continue to grow in the spirit and continue to grow in God. God can download that in them just like that. But man wants us to go to school for 50 years and then say, okay, now you are ordained. No. 
The Holy Spirit ordains us and gives us what we need. So there is a sense in which we must understand that the opportunity that has already been given to us is the manifestation of the gift that's been given by God. So at the same time, all of the gifts are in the Spirit of God. So now if the Spirit is in us, come on, which I said that the gifts have already manifest us through us, but at the end of the day, we must ask God to allow those gifts to what? Activate in us. So we must learn how to what? Apply it. How do we apply the gift of wisdom that's already been given to us? Because we even went to him because he says that you can ask for wisdom and he can give it to us liberally, meaning that evenly he can give it to anybody. So now that he has given us the gift of wisdom, God, how do I apply this gift that you have given me? How do I use it effectively for your people? How do I use it effectively so that it will bring change? It won't be just something that I'm just saying, oh, I got the gift of wisdom. How am I applying it? Again, like I said, it's like faith. You got to work it. You can't, can't just have wisdom sitting there and you sitting around and lie, but you ain't speaking the truth. You know it's a lie. Remember we said wisdom is what? Recognizing truth. Speaking truth. Bringing change to a dead situation. To change a situation. To make a situation better. So that people can make the right choices in life. When wise counsel is not spoken, people sometimes don't know, have that direction because they are lost. They are double-minded. So if you are full of wisdom and God's wisdom and God has given you the ability to apply his wisdom to help his people, we must make sure that when we're applying the wisdom and giving it to somebody, we must make sure that first of all, it's Holy Spirit. It's Holy Spirit telling us to give it to them in this way. Is this the application that the Holy Spirit is given to us to give to them? It's like medicine. How do you apply medicine? You won't apply the same amount of cough syrup to a 4-year-old that you would apply to a 12-year-old or from a 12-year-old to a 25-year-old. So the, the amount of teaspoons that you would get. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. A two-year-old and a 12-year-old and a 25-year-old are totally different. So it's just like that, a dosage of the wisdom that God gives us. So we got to know because if you give that two-year-old um, two the dosage that you get a 12-year-old, they may overdose. Or the 12-year-old, the dosage that the 25-year-old, they may overdose and have what? A reaction. This is like us giving somebody wise counsel. If we give them the wrong counsel, it can affect them spiritually and damage them and make them lose their salvation. 
And at the end of the day, they'll be in that category when Jesus comes, he say, depart from me. So many that you have given them that. So you got to open up their understanding so that they can gravitate. So that they can learn God on their own. So they can hear the voice of God. That they can discern the voice of God. That they can begin to have an intimacy with God. Because we all have to work out our own soul salvation. So when you give them wise counsel and wise and wisdom, you're giving them the ability to know God, the truth of God, leading them back to the word of God so that they can begin to build a intimate relationship with God so that they can also have an opportunity to ask God liberally, God, give me more wisdom so I can have an understanding in your word so that I can have an understanding on how to apply things or how to do things, you know, because we all need understanding in everything that we do. So at the end of the day, the gifts of the spirit like I say, belongs to the Holy Spirit. And they are manifested by the Spirit through us as men and women of God. So that we can apply them in our everyday life and also help somebody else. So when we look at this, like when we go to the book, let's go to the book of Acts chapter 15 um, verses 5. Let's start at uh, verse 5. But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees which believed, saying that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. And the apostles and elders came together for to consider of this matter. And when there had much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, you know how that a good while ago God made choice among us. Come on. Remember I said that God give us the ability to make the right and the wrong choice right okay that the gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe and god which knoweth the hearts bear them witness giving them the holy spirit even as he did unto us and put no difference between us and them purifying their hearts by faith now therefore why tempt ye god to put a yoke upon the neck of disciples which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear but we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. Then all the multitude kept silence and gave audience to Bar excuse me, Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. And after they had held their peace, James answered, saying, Men and brethren, hearken to me. Simon have declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take them out of them a people for his name. And to this agree the words of prophets and it is written. And after this I will return and will be built again the tabernacle of David which is falling down. And I will build again the rooms thereof and I will set it up. Come on. That the residue of men may seek after the Lord and all the Gentiles. So, upon whom my name is called, saith the Lord who done all things, known unto God all of his works from the beginning of the world, wherefore my sitting is that we trouble not them, which from among the Gentiles are turned to God, but that we write unto them that they abstain from pollution of idols, from fornication, and from things strangled and from blood. For Moses of old time have in every city them that that preach him being read in the synagogue every Sabbath day. And then they begin to write the letter to the Gentiles as believers. But at the end of the day, as we're understanding this, we 
they wanted faith to meet them where they were because there was such a diverse opportunity for a diverse church at that particular time. But at the end of the day, they had to remind them, wait a minute, no, this is the way that it has been done. So at the end of the day, we must use that same wisdom, that same wisdom that we know of the old to use it and apply it even here to the new. So they had a word of wisdom to give to them and say, no, 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 no. You can't do it this way because of your religion and because of your tradition. No. First of all, God forbid. You got to put a yoke around their yak, meaning that you got to put them in bondage. No. We're in the New Testament, meaning that they all have to be set free, liberty, meaning that they have to be liberated. They can't go back and be yoked up. With all this tradition and all this religion. No, they have to live. It's like our young people. When they come into the church, you know, we, we teach our young people, yes, it's truth, it's word. But at the end of the day, God also used them in a particular way. God used them in a particular way sometimes to even change us. Sometimes as old people that so tradition, so religion. Even though it's not saying that we don't love God or we're not following God. But God wants to liberate some of us. He wants to free some of us. Because we've been in church for 40, 50 years and bound. We think like, oh, we're doing all this God stuff. But at the end of the day, we are bound. We're yoked up. So sometimes we make the young people just sit around and do nothing. When God is using our young people, God is using them right now today. Right now today, giving them a word of wisdom. Matter of fact, I can speak a word of wisdom in our life. But sometimes we miss it because we say, oh, we're older than them. Oh, we've been in ministry longer than them. Oh, they're just a babe. Let me tell you, God can speak to whoever he want to speak to. He spoke through the donkey. Who would ever thought a donkey would speak? So God can speak to any young. It's not about age. It's about having an open heart to receive the things of God. That's what it's about. So at the end of the day, the word of wisdom, the, here a serious problem arose in the early church. It was about the new Gentile converts. They wanted them to be converted the way that they used to be converted. But things change. No, that's not the way that this conversion was going to go on. So to deal with the problem, remember we just heard Peter and them, the church, they were the church leaders at that time. Come on. They wanted them to understand like, no, we can't do it this way. Because the word of wisdom tells us that we need to apply this knowledge that we know. We know how God done things. And we know how God want to do things now. So it's not about our own knowledge and our own way that we want to do it. But we got to follow Holy Spirit. So at the end of the day, as they talk and they talk, come on. Family James, one of the leaders spoke out, says, when we finish, the apostles and elders need to come together in the whole church to decide. Now, he don't hurt, they don't hurt the matter. It's good to bring everybody together and hear everybody's point of view. But at the end of the day, when a decision is need to be made, Holy Spirit, first of all, need to be the decision maker. But he was saying, we, let's come together. The elders, the apostles, not just the apostles because we feel like we just apostles and we just the pastor. You know, in churches today, just because we the pastor, we want to run things, do things. It's not about that. It's a togetherness. Hallelujah. So therefore, as the apostles and the elders and the whole church come together to decide, first of all, there's a serious problem here. We need to come together as what? A body. Because we're all in this together. 
not just one of us, but all of us. So if in fact one, it affect all of us. Come on now. So the Holy Spirit began to speak through James. The word of wisdom began to speak through James. Come on. And gave him the answer what? In the word of wisdom. Because when you look at verses 13 to 21, that's what it says. It says, now, and after they held the peace, James answered saying, men and brethren hearkening to me. Simon had declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take them out of people for his name and to disagree the words of the prophet as it is written. And after this, I will return and will build again the tabernacle of David, which is falling down, and I will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up, that the residue of men may seek after the Lord, and all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called, said the Lord, who done all this. Know unto God all his works from the beginning of the world. Wherefore my sin is that we not trouble not them, which from among the Gentiles are turned to God, but that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of... Come on! This right here was a word of wisdom that James received through Holy Spirit and began to speak it out. Amen. So as he began to speak this out, hallelujah, the Holy Spirit began to reach the people. So the Holy Spirit was in James through the Holy Spirit manifesting through the word of wisdom to the church. So therefore the church received the gift of the word of wisdom that, come on now, that was given unto James. Again, remember I said the word of wisdom is partly supernatural. It's not correct to just say that this is what I'm saying, but Holy Spirit has to speak through you and to you in order for you to release it to the people. So the word of wisdom is manifested through you to speak to the unbeliever, to speak to those that only hear a lie. You know, sometimes people are so used to a lie that they can't even hear truth. So at the end of the day, how does the word, the word of wisdom work? It's required to, first of all, us to have a relationship with God, an intimacy with God, so that Holy Spirit can be in us, through us, so that we can hear the voice of God. Hearing the voice of God is so important in order to obtain the word of wisdom, because you know there is our voice, God's voice, and the devil's voice. So you got to be able to discern and to distinguish the different voices inside of you. Sometimes you can say, oh, this is God, but really it's your soul, soulish man, or it could be the enemy. So you got to know, oh, this is of God. So you having that intimacy with God, the Holy Spirit is able to speak to you and you know that it's the voice of God. So at the end of the day, it is the, the Holy Spirit that began to what? Speak through him. Amen. To give him the word of wisdom. So through the manifestation of the word of wisdom, something happens. There is a, 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 there is a divine revelation that is being released through the Holy Spirit of God. And it's out to, for us to speak it out so that we can be able for it to apply and to bring change. So there is a deep conscious of the Holy Spirit and our conscious coming together so that we can really hear the Spirit of God 
and know that it's the Spirit of God to be able to release what the Spirit of God is releasing through us so that the people, not only is they hearing us, but because it's the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God now is working through their heart because now you have given the Holy Spirit them, saying, Holy Spirit, even though you've given me the wisdom to speak into their hearts, I need you to speak to James. I need you to speak to him so that as I begin to speak to him through your word of wisdom, he's able to hear me. So as the Holy Spirit is changed, now he may not give you the ability to speak to him right then and there just because he gave you the word of wisdom to speak to you. He may, the Holy Spirit may tell you, okay, I need you to go fast for a couple days. Oh, I need you to wait a week before I, I have you speak this word of knowledge to him or tell him to go ahead and pray. And then when you come back and sit down with him and counsel him, by that time, me, Holy Spirit, will have went to James and I will begin to deal with his heart. I will begin to open up his understanding, enlighten his eyes, illuminate his mind so that the Holy Spirit can be able to, 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 to deal with him so that when he comes back, I'm not saying he's just going to be a changed man quick, quick, quick like that. No, but at least when he comes back and you begin to speak because I need you to speak it because I'm spirit. You are here. You are there. And I gave you the power to decree and declare thing. I gave you a power to loose. I gave you a power to buy. So I need you to speak it so that it can be effective in his life. I'm going to give him the ability to hear you. Now, he still have a choice to either do the right or the wrong thing. So now I'm tearing down those barriers. I'm tearing down those walls of lies. I'm tearing them down just for you to be able to speak. And I pray that as you begin to speak, by, my, by the power of the Holy Spirit that he began to hear me, not you, but you speaking, you speaking, but me and you as the Spirit of God so that I can change his heart, so that he can make the right decision. So he gives us the ability to now speak into James' um, life a week later. Remember when we first tried to speak into James' life? He wasn't hearing us. He was just sitting there. He was, he was looking like he was hearing us, but he wasn't. But now we come back and we speak. Guess what? All of a sudden he begins to cry. Even though sometimes that don't mean nothing. Tears don't mean that you hear. Tears don't mean like, okay, you really repent either. So I just want to help somebody. But he really had a conviction though. In his case, he was really convicted. It wasn't just tears of show. It was tears of conviction, which is the difference because it was an inward experience for him. It wasn't an outward, it wasn't an out, outward deliverance. It was an inward experience for him because Holy Spirit was there. And now he was able to hear. Even though it was going to take him time to change, but at least he was able to hear. So that's what wisdom does. Because you work with Holy Spirit and you go to Holy Spirit and you say, Holy Spirit, I need you to open up James' understanding. Open up his heart. Open up his mind. Illuminate his mind. Enlighten his eyes. Take him to you, your word. Give me what I need to say to him at this particular time. I know I've messed up. And I'm asking God, lead me more into that. To come to God first. God, okay, how I deal with, even in the beginning, even in, not just people in ministry, but God, how do I handle this deal? How do I handle my business? God, you gave me $100. How do I 
What do I, how do I use this hundred dollars? Come on now. How do I use, come on. That's because I need that wisdom. Because sometimes we can spend money unwisely. So it's not just all just in ministry. It's also how we handle our finances. How we handle our marriages. How we handle our children. How we handle the things that God give us. Why we still don't have the blessings that's been given to us. Because we handled them in the wrong way. We did not have what? Wisdom. So we pray that the word of wisdom, the wisdom. When you're talking about the spirit of wisdom. We talk about as God give us the truth on how to apply to make the right decision. But at the, at the same time, we begin to repeatedly read and understand God's word. And we want to know what is God saying? And what is, what is Holy Spirit saying to us? We must obey God rather than man. We must obey God. What is God telling us? As God speaking through the men and women of God, okay, those that you, because see, when you know God and you have, you're able to, even if you don't, you can still hear the Spirit of God even through the men and women of God. You can't always be bewitched or tricked when you're in relationship with God. You can hear, God can give you an unction. Even though we don't go with those unctions sometimes, God is showing us like who they are. God is saying who they, he's giving us red flags all over the place. But because we have such a love for them, just because we want to just not, just kick people out. We want to give them another chance like how God gave us another chance. But it's not that God is saying kick them out. It's not that God saying no, don't deal with them because what the Bible says 70 times 70 you forgive them. 70 times 70 keep going forgiving them, meaning non-stop. But you need to know how to give them to God and let God be God. And stay in your lane and let God be God. But still keep on speaking life into them. Still decreeing, declaring their life. So at the end of the day, it is, we need to obey God. We need to obey God. We need to obey God in all things. We need to obey God in all things. That's why all of these must be done for the strengthening of the church. When we went down to 1 Corinthians 14 and 26. Let all things be done unto the edifying. Edification, edifying means what? Building up. Building up. So therefore we can say the purpose for the word of wisdom is to build up what? The body of Christ. And how could this be done? Because as we speak truth and the word of wisdom to each member, to each group, to each individual, then we're able to what? Build it up. And, and, and God just don't give us this gift just so that we can be better than everybody. It is a privilege and an honor by the Holy Spirit to be granted it. Especially when you've never had it, but you asked him liberally and he gave it to you. When, he, when you knew that you didn't deserve it. When you knew all the things and, and come on. But he gave it to you because he knew how effective you can, it, it can help you. He knew how effective that it would be in the ministry or in your life to be able to help somebody else. So when there are issues and, and problems, the word of wisdom is very important because it helps settle the matter. It helps 
bring things together for the good. So on today we pray that God continue to release unto us the word of wisdom to know how to apply it and to make the right decisions, to make the right choices, to, to, to make sure that we always apply truth to the matter and also know how to deal with those those delicate situations and what words to use and how to massage the hearts of the people through a word of wisdom but at the same time giving them truth because the devil wants people to have this itchy ear just hearing what they want to hear no we have to give them truth but giving them truth and love but giving them truth we as leaders is not speaking the truth because we're afraid the numbers of the church going to go down. We're afraid people going to stop bringing tithes and offering. Let me tell you something. If God gave you the vision, he will provide the provision. He don't need people to pay tithes and offering to keep your church doors open. People pay tithes and offering because that's a relationship between them and God. And it is to bless them. And it is to make them become faithful stewards. And it is for them to understand spiritual things when it comes to financial things. And it's the right thing to do is to give unto God what he has given unto us to be a blessing unto God. Because when we're able to give all the way unto God, then our pride, our selfishness, and all those things come down. So when we continue to do and obey doing what God tells us, giving our 10%, giving our offering. Don't look at it like you're giving it to the church to keep the church doors open. No, you're giving it unto God. Yes, God uses um, what he gives from the people to, to apply it to maybe some finances or whatever um, with the church, but it does not keep the church going. God keeps the church going. He would touch somebody's heart that don't even go to the church. To be a blessing to your ministry, to give to your ministry, to say, you know what, I'm not even a minister, I'm not even a member of your ministry. But because I see you preaching the gospel, always faithful to the things of God, giving back, and God touched my heart, no matter what anybody said about you, I am going to um, send you every month. $700 and I know your rent may be less than that or more than that it doesn't matter but I'm not saying this for your rent but $700 I'm going to be faithful every month and send $700 to you for the ministry and I pray that God give you the wisdom to know how to apply the seed the blessing that he is telling me to send to you those are the divine givers that God is sending today so when you sin and you bless whoever God's telling you to bless, be obedient to that. If God tells you to do Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Do 
that if God, even if you may have a ministry you say well I'm already paying tithes and offering to my ministry but God put it in your heart to say you know what I want to make this offering to this ministry because this ministry even though I have my own ministry and pastors I love them but you know what when I turn on um, YouTube or I turn on iHeart or I turn on what you know these men and women of God the words that they're speaking to my life my God you know, I don't want to just, I'm not just paying them because it's them, but I hear God and I know and I believe that even sowing in that ground is fruitful because not only do I see God, but I hear God through them speaking in the word of God. So I want to sow into something that is going to what? Prosper me. Not prosper me for me only to be blessed or my family or children to be blessed, but I'm doing things in the community. I'm doing things internationally. I'm doing things abroad. I need more. I need not just more finances, but I need more divine connections, more divine relationships, more divine um, 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 financial breakthroughs, favor. I need more. So I'm believing by faith that even as I be obedient to this, come on, because God provides everything. How do we pay our bills, God? How do we have good health, God? How we wake up, God? How do we eat, God? How do we get back and forth, God? How do we bear children, God? Everything is God. God is the provider of all things. But he sent his people. to, 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 to he, he come through his people. So we're going to be in the word of knowledge in a couple weeks every other Sunday. So not this Sunday. Next Sunday we'll be back here. Sunday school. Just want to just say we bless everybody. We thank everybody for joining us this morning. At the end of the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad therein. And we thank you for joining us. And we're going to go ahead and go into our praise and worship. And then we're going to hear the word of God through Apostle Joe. And we're just going to go ahead and just enjoy God on today. God bless everybody. We love you. We thank God for you. Soar International Network and Unlimited Grace Prayer Ministry welcome you. Come on out and join us. 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5. Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. I know we've been very comfortable um, at home due to COVID-19, the pandemic, and now there's another variant that's coming around, but I'm telling you, we practice, wear masks, come, wear masks, we're open, come and just, just come and be in the presence of God. I know most of you have been so comfortable sitting in your living room, but you know what? It's nothing like coming and fellowshipping with um, God. Amen. At the end of the day, before all this happened, where was we at? We was in the house of God. And even before all of this, when we was going through our issues, where did we run? To the house of God. But now we have gotten so comfortable in our homes. We now have Facebook, YouTube, iHeart, um, TikTok, all the other social media forms. We feel like, oh, I, why do I have to come out my house? You come out your house to work, but you don't come for God. That's why we got to be more obedient. See, that's the sacrifice. The sacrifice is like prayer. Oh, you know what? I pray at home. But God is calling you to midnight prayer. God is calling you from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Yeah, I pray at home too. I pray at home seven days a week, not just one day a week. But at the end of the day, the sacrifice is that after I've worked a long day on Friday, got up at 7 o'clock, still had meetings all day. And when 11 o'clock came, still had meetings still had meetings will we sacrifice and get up out of our bed and come outside of our bed we say well we'll just pray at home we at home it's easy we can just pray 
But the sacrifices, you coming out your bed, coming out your door, and then driving to prayer. That's the sacrifice. We all can just sit back and be comfortable in our own homes. But when we go across town, when we go from one place to another place to hear God's word, God is where you are. Because remember, you got to have a relationship with God Monday through Sunday. Not just Sunday experience. So your relationship should already be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday. But you just come with a glory. And just imagine glory carriers just in this place. How the move of God would be. So we welcome you. And we thank God for you. And we thank God for all those that are listening in. Those that have come. And you know what? We just thank God for you as well. And we wanted to thank God just for the, 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 the countries that have been with us. You know, because it's been... It's been Almost 12 years, 14 years all together. Amen for ministry. Amen. And 30 years for some. Hallelujah. But on a certain network, I remember nobody was even using. At that time, it was free. At that time, nobody, everybody was just driving in their car, you listening to the satellite radio. Just driving. Nobody knew about our heart. Nobody knew about satellite. They just would cut it on and listen. And when we, um, hallelujah, back in 2000 and hallelujah, um, two, went and found this platform. No, 2001, found the platform. We've been using it ever since. Glory to God. And at the end of the day, God have opened up some doors. Because there has been, oh my God, so many countries all over the world that we wouldn't even imagine that's listening. So it's like, okay, even if you only have one or two that show up in the building, you, you can't just close the doors and say, well, I'm going to wait for all. No, 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 no. Because God is allowing your voice to be heard abroad. So when you're faithful to the things of God, you don't get caught up on numbers. You get caught up on the assignment. What is God telling you to do? So you just keep doing what God is telling you to do. Stop worrying about who's with you, who's not with you. Do what God has called you to do. If they're coming with you, that's fine. If they're not, it's still fine. I still love you. But you have to do what God is calling you to do. And know that there's somebody... That is watching you. There is somebody that is counting on you. And as we begin to look, I just say, you know what, let me just look and see. So as I begin to look, not knowing people in Canada and Brazil and France and Saudi Arabia, Spain and Russia, Ireland and Italy and Philippians and um, Netherlands and Massachusetts and Massachusetts and Virginia, Maryland, New Jersey, Illinois, Minnesota, Arizona, South Carolina, Texas, Ohio, California, West Bengal, Karnataka, Bahara, Atora, Pradesh. Don't even know most of these countries. Amen. Odisha, Madhya Pradesh, Rajasthan, Karaya, National Capitals um, Territorial, 
um, and some other countries I've never even known, can't even hardly pronounce, hallelujah. But at the end of the day, come on. Over 41% in different countries throughout all, 100%, but when you break them all down, come on. And then I'm looking at, how are they listening? Apostle Joe, they ain't, they ain't getting on their, their laptop. <laughs> They're not getting on their iPad. They're not getting on, guess what? They're getting on their phone. And they don't have the high-tech phone. You know, we would think most people was using the Apple, the iPhone, iOS. But guess what? The majority of the people that's listening in, they're on an Android. Glory to God. So as you're looking at just the numbers, how people could just listen to God just through a top of a phone. But just imagine if you can get here. Oh my God. If you can get to 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. And even those that can't come afar, they're still listening in. But just imagine the lives that are being touched through the word. Just imagine 83.93% listening on android and then when you go to the site you would think oh um facebook but guess what facebook is low facebook is not even come on guess what josiven is one of the leading platforms that people are on iheart spotify apple podcast so we thank god for even the podcast the five podcasts that's been given to us. So why is I'm saying this? Because you still got to preach the gospel. You got to preach the gospel if nobody shows up. You got to, when, when, when there's an assignment and a call on your life, you have to preach the gospel even when nobody agrees. When nobody, when nobody's with you. When nobody ties. Because when God starts something, he will keep the doors open. When God starts something, he will supply everything you need. And he will bring the right divine people. See, we want the people we want. No. It's the people that God wants. That's why I say the word of wisdom is, 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 is knowledge and understanding. Is, is, is hearing the spirit of God say, okay, I'm sending these people. These are some rejects. You know, we want people that's already got it together, got money. But the ones that's going to stick with you, look at King David. It was the rejects. Read the story. It was those that everybody kicked to the wayside. It was those that nobody wanted to be bothered with. It was those that nobody wanted to listen to. It was those that was drinking. Those that was smoking. Those that was on a byway highway. And those was the most faithful ones. They didn't have a whole lot of money. They had strength. But God gave them wisdom. They knew how to build. They knew how to connect. They knew how to make things happen. And then God blessed them. And when God blessed them, they understood. Come on. The spirit of giving. They never forgot who helped them where they are. But then you got some that's ungrateful. They don't even... Don't even appreciate where God brought them. It's not what the people brought them because it's not the people. It was God used the people 
to bring them, but it was God. See, that's where we mess up. It was never the people that helped us. It was God that helped us through the people. And when we begin to kick them to the side and, and say all type of things and believe a lie just because we allow the enemy to speak lies in our mind, we miss it. And they're connected to our blessing. You don't even know. Without them, you won't be blessed. And it's not them. It's God that's in them. Because God ain't finished blessing, ain't finished blessing you through them. There's a season, reason for everything that happened in our life. Everybody ain't going to be with you a lifetime. Everybody ain't going to be with you for a long time. Maybe it's for a season. Maybe it's for a reason. And it's okay. But we as believers have to re understand how to let it go. And know that it's God. So thank God for those that you have. Thank God for all that you have right now. It may, you know, people, people give up on you. Just because they don't see the people, they don't see all this, you know. But see, God always tests the heart first. He tests the heart before he make you a ruler of many. He want to see what you're going to do with just the little, with the small, with the small portion. You want to see how faithful you're going to be when nobody cheer you on, when nobody encourage you, when nobody say, oh, that's nice. Oh, that's okay. Okay, maybe you could do it this way, but you know what? It's still okay. He want to know your reaction. He want to know if you're going to depend on, be worried about their opinion or just thankful for where he brought you. So that's why you have to thank God where you are. And don't give up. Don't give out. Even in ministry, even in work, even in starting your own business, whatever the case may be. I'm giving you a word of wisdom now. See, it's always application and demonstration. I'm demonstrating now. I gave you application through the word. Don't give up on your dream. Don't give up on the vision that God gave you. Even though it seems like it's not going to work, don't give up. But don't let your pride stop you. Ask for help. Ask, even if you don't know. One of the things my professor always told us, research the information. Hear what people saying, but still research the information, then do what? Keep asking. And keep asking. And keep asking. Because we only pertain a certain percentage of what we hear. So the more you keep asking, the more knowledge, understanding, and wisdom you won't get. But if you close yourself up and don't ask for nothing and think you know everything just because you've been in something for a hundred years or because your parents came from this or you have this amount of money or this amount, that don't mean nothing. The gifts come from God. I'd rather have the gifts from God than education money, any of that. God. Because it's going to last. It's going to last. I'm going to still have a peace of mind. You can have all the money in your world, in the world. But if you don't have peace or nobody that you can share it with, what's the use of having it? Most people that have a whole lot of money, ask them their story. When they come around people full of light, when they come around people full of God's glory and joy, they just sit there and ah, 
and they're looking and they want to be around you. And you say, well, why this rich man, this rich woman want to, and, and I'm struggling. Because you got something they don't have. You got joy. You got peace. You got God. And they don't really know how to ask for it. So that's why you have to be that ambassador. You have to be that example. And willing them in with the word of wisdom. Willing them in with a word of understanding and knowledge. Not to you. Not to gain their money. Not to gain what they have. But to give them God. And when you give them that, remember Solomon. He didn't ask for the riches. He asked for wisdom. And when he was given, unto, when he was given that, riches and everything came to him. So we welcome you. And we thank God for you. So let's go into our praise and worship. And then the next voice you will hear is Apostle Joe L. Ezemore. May God bless you and keep you in Jesus' name. Amen and glory to God. We welcome you. God bless you. Emmanuel, what do you think? Put that um, white thing on top of it. Thank you. Let's get into a, a place. Get into worship. Let's worship. We thank God for your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord.
Woo, we give God the glory. here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. 
Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Let it rain. Shut up, mama, Sakaya. Let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain. Hallelujah. Let it rain. Let it rain. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We give God the glory. Amen. God, we thank the Lord. Hallelujah. We let it rain. Hallelujah. We thank God for his life. We thank God for giving us life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And glory to his name. Hallelujah. Let's just get ready and, and listen. Hallelujah. For what the Lord has for us. He said, let it rain. Amen. Are you ready to let it rain in your life? Amen. Are you ready? Are you ready? Hallelujah. Amen. And glory to God. Hallelujah. We give God the glory. Hallelujah. 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 What about that four-time love with Jesus? Hallelujah. Looking back over my story, there's not a day I can think that you haven't been there for me. When I was but I put a smile up on my face and carried on. And now I sit before you to say, Thank you for always being the one I can call on. I know you know, but I just want to say,
situation. But Jesus, he loved us four times. Four times love. Even when we mess up, even when we don't get it right, even when we're stubborn, even when we're prideful. Hey. You may cry for a night, even a week, even a month. But God, he gives you four times love. But we thank God, hallelujah. We thank God, hallelujah, amen. We give God, be around hallelujah, we give God the glory. We thank God for his four-time love, hallelujah, amen. So let's just go ahead and get ready to bless the Lord and praise, amen. And like I said, the next voice you're going to hear is Apostle Joe, hallelujah, as a more. So we thank God for you joining us, and I believe that, even on this morning as we go into a time of praise and a time, hallelujah, of worship, that God is going to bless us, hallelujah, as well, hallelujah. So we just thank God for you, amen, on this morning. Let's just give God just a hand clap, amen. I know some of you had a long week, but guess what? It's okay, it's okay, because even though we had a long week, guess what? Today is the day that the Lord has made, and we are rejoicing and being glad therein. Amen.
your mouth to worship him. Come on. How you going to sit down on God? He gave you breath. He gave you life. He gave you everything that you got. And you want to sit down on God because how people looking at you and what people saying, hey, you better praise him more. Because when you praise him, oh my God. situation in your praise. Try it. I'm telling you, even though they said no, even though the door shut on you, praise God. Worship Him. And I'm telling you, it's going to override it. Hey. Don't they know the difference is fair? 
refresh anything that I ask in your name and it's already done. Just believe. God's positioning signs and signs. Right space at the right time. Right time. The world trying to walk a straight line. Straight line. Job is saying you 
thank you because it's all in your praise. Now, the next voice that you're about to hear, we welcome you. We thank God for you. We thank God for you joining us. Amen. We're still here. You got time to come out. Amen. And join us. Hallelujah. We won't be having our Sunday service on this evening, just our regular service. Amen. But next Sunday, our evening service will also take place, but not our morning Sunday school. So God bless you. We're going to now hear from Apostle Joe L. Asamoah. So go ahead and get your Bibles ready. Get your notebooks ready. And let's go ahead and hear and study the word of God together. Apostle Joe L. Asamoah, we welcome you. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. And we bless your name. We magnify your name. And we exalt your holy name. We give you all the praise. We give you all the honor. We give you all the adoration. Your name be magnified. Your name be exalted. Your name be lifted high. We pray thee, O God, that let your presence be manifested stronger. We believe in your omnipresence. We believe in your power. We believe in your glory. We believe that you are in our midst. We want to feel your presence more than before. We pray that, Lord, your presence will be activated among us. In Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank God this morning. We're still talking about knowing God. Like we said the last time, when you ask somebody, do you know God? They're going to say, yes, we know God. And they'll begin to tell you their past experience, how long they've been in the church, how they have been helping the church, how close they are to the pastor, and it happened in the Bible that a man went to Jesus and asked how he was going to be saved, and he began to tell Jesus about the things that he does in the church, how he fasts twice every day, how he has helped the church, how he followed the laws, in the, in the, 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 laws the religious laws, and Jesus said that yeah, it's good that you do all these things, but you have to be born again. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. You have to be born again. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Again, there is a need for repentance. And the guy, the Bible says that he turned away sorrowfully. He, he was expecting a good answer. He was expecting that 
Jesus was going to say, oh, well done. Because you have been fasting twice a week, because you've been praying all the prayers that is needed for you to pray, and you have been going through or doing all the spiritual or, or, or the religious laws, so you, you can go to heaven. But Jesus said no. And so, it's not just doing religious practices, but keeping the faith, hallelujah, keeping the faith in God, keeping your faith in God, having faith in God, trusting God, hallelujah, and not just having faith in God, in order to know Him, we need to have a good virtue, mean good moral character, hallelujah, having a good moral character. So we need to have faith and we have to add to our faith good virtue and also add to our faith um, good virtue and also our good virtue knowledge hallelujah and knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance which is enduring through hardship hallelujah perseverance and to perseverance godliness hallelujah godliness is devoting yourself to the things of god amen and to um, godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love hallelujah if we have all these things in in place if we have all these things in touch then we can truly say that we know god hallelujah we know god or we have the knowledge of christ in us and it's not just having faith it's not just having good virtue it's not just um knowledge hallelujah he says that we should add to it adding to something means that you you, you don't you, you are not doing one and, and living away one hallelujah if you add it to something that means they they both go together hallelujah and the preposition to that means that you are you are you are you are you are touching it you are doing something to it hallelujah you're gonna you're gonna break it up in order to uh, uh alter it to to add it together so you're going to alter your faith and add to it um good virtue hallelujah you're going to alter your faith and add to it virtue and you're going to alter your virtue and add to it knowledge and alter your knowledge and add to it self-control and alter your self-control and add to it perseverance hallelujah when we have faith in god it's not enough we have to live a good moral virtue a good moral hallelujah or good virtues we have to have a virtuous life and then um after that we need to have knowledge of god the knowledge is studying the word of god for yourself um, having time for the word of god studying the word of god hallelujah and if you study the word of god you have to control yourself you need self-control in order to to uh, um, exercise the word of god you need to control yourself where, where you feel like there is the need for you to get angry um, you need to control yourself in order for the spirit of god the joy the fruit of the holy spirit to manifest um, or have its ways we need to have self-control and as we control ourselves uh, um, not to do certain things that is worldly, um, we're going to go through certain hardship. Hallelujah. Therefore, we need to have perseverance even when the pain comes. Hallelujah. When everybody is doing it and you alone, you are not doing it. Amen. You are going to get uh, opposition. People are going to oppose you. You are going to go through a lot of stuff. But God will protect you and guide you if you are going to persevere through it. Hallelujah. And then godliness, being devoted to the things of God. And I'm brought that love. That is where we have got to um, for the previous weeks. We've been talking about um, brotherly love. Hallelujah. 
we've been talking about brotherly love and, and today we're going to continue with brotherly love hallelujah in in the book of first corinthians hallelujah in the book of first corinthians we're going to talk about brotherly love it says that love is patient and love is kind love does not envy nor boast love is not arrogant or rude hallelujah it does not insist on its own it is not irritable hallelujah or resentful it does not rejoice at wrongdoing but rejoice with the truth love bears all things believes all things hopes all things endures all things love never ends as for things as for prophecies they will pass away for tongue they will cease for knowledge it will pass away hallelujah and we began to break it down um one by one we began to break it down one by one we said that love is patient and kind hallelujah love does not boast it's not arrogant nor rude it does not insist on its own way it is not irritable or resentful hallelujah it is not irritable or resentful that is where we focused on last week so this week we're going to focus on love does not rejoice at wrongdoing we talk a little bit about that love does not rejoice at wrongdoing but rejoice with the truth hallelujah meaning that love does not rejoice when people do wrong and we said sometimes it happens most in the church sometimes when we give advice to certain people and and it happens around people that um, are very close to us we give advice to certain people that maybe don't go this way don't tell this path and they decide to go their own way they decide to tell their own path then um, something bad happens we are rejoicing over it oh we told him not to do it we did we and sometimes we are waiting um passionately to for the person to fall or something bad to happen so that we'll be able to say that oh we said it we told him that it's going to just to justify ourselves hallelujah because we want to justify ourselves we wish that our brother will fall into temptations we wish that our brother will not succeed in what he is doing we wish that our brother is not going to make it so that we'll be able to say that oh we said it hallelujah when he was living here i told him when he was living here i told him that he will never succeed it is because he left me that is why he did not succeed it is because he did not do a b c that is why he did not succeed even though we claim that we are all under one faith we are all christians we are all believers but we are wishing that our brothers do not succeed because we because they left us when we did not agree or we, we have disagreement or because we did not agree on one thing hallelujah but if you love me the bible says that if you love me obey my commandments hallelujah and jesus has commanded us to love hallelujah so it is your responsibility as a believer it is your responsibility as a pastor it is your responsibility as a believer and he's saying that if you are going to know him more then there is a need for you to love hallelujah if we we want to get to know him more then there is a need for us to love our brothers and our neighbors and if we love our brothers and our neighbors and we are still wishing that they do not succeed because of something that they did not agree with us or, or something that they did not side with us we are trying to we, we are wishing or praying we are rejoicing at their wrong or or that they do something wrong hallelujah 
No. We have to pray for the person. Intercede for the person. It is our responsibility. If you love somebody as you claim that you love the person, amen, and you see the person backsliding, you see the person sinning, hallelujah, you will not go around telling people like, oh, this person is sinning, this person is doing this, hallelujah, but you take the person in prayer, you don't rejoice at their wrong doing when they do something that is wrong you don't rejoice over it hallelujah some people they act like they are with you hallelujah but let them find something wrong concerning you hallelujah that is when they will go around and tell everybody about what you've done wrong and what you did not do right hallelujah they try to put their mouth on you they will try people that they they, they, they have not even spoke to they don't know who they are they will approach them and tell them uh, uh, about what you've done hallelujah they are grateful they, 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 they are happy that you are going through that they, they are rejoicing that you are going through that they are rejoicing and they will come to you that oh um, you know we need to pray for uh, um, brother so so and so you know this and this thing happened to him hallelujah no you are you are rejoicing you are happy that it happened to him and you want other people to know hallelujah you want other people to know what he is going through. Hallelujah. Therefore, you are you are casting around. And after saying it, they will not say even a word of prayer. Hallelujah. For you. But all they do is to gossip about you. But a true person, that a true believer that loves you will not just gossip about you. Will not just go around telling people that Kofi did A, um, a to me. That um, this person did this to me. Hallelujah. If, you, if the person truly loves you, he's not going to rejoice over your wrongdoing but he is going to he's going to pray for you hallelujah jesus says something that is very keen hallelujah he said he said to peter that that the devil had wanted hallelujah to roast you to toast you hallelujah the devil has wanted uh, to tempt you the devil has wanted uh, to use you hallelujah but i interceded on your behalf hallelujah when jesus saw that the devil had wanted uh, to to use um, peter he interceded on on his behalf hallelujah when jesus saw that the devil had wanted to tempt his disciples he he began to intercede for them hallelujah how many of us will ask will we intercede for our fellow believers hallelujah when we see them doing something that is wrong huh? when we see them doing something that is no, that is not cor correspondence to the to the kingdom of God, uh, or that is not correspondence to the will of God. How many of us are going to stand and pray? How many of us are going to stand and intercede? That I know this man is not like this. Uh, I know that it is a spirit that is trying to manipulate her. Uh, I know that it is the devil that is trying to take over him. Uh, therefore, I lift him into the hands of the living God, uh, and I pray and I intercede. Uh, the Bible says that the heavens are. Uh, the heavens were sad, God was sad, God was sad that there was no one to intercede for the nation Israel. When the nation was going through trials, many of us will rejoice when our fellow men are going through trials and temptations. Hallelujah. We rejoice over it. We are grateful. We are thankful. And, and we, 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 we are boldly talking about it. Hallelujah. We happily, we joyfully talk about it. Amen. We joyfully talk about it. We are happy about the downfall of our brothers. Hallelujah. We happily talk about it. But we never take our time to pray for those people. We never take our time to intercede for those people. We are rejoicing. Hallelujah. We are rejoicing 
over the wrong that they've done, the, the, the wrong things that they have done. Hallelujah. Uh, um, rejoicing means feeling, feeling or showing great joy or delight. Hallelujah. Feeling or showing great joy or delight in something. So, if we say that somebody is, is, is having, uh, 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 somebody is, is, is having, is enjoying or having, enjoy, having joy over your wrongdoing or, or rejoicing over your wrongdoing, it means the person feels or shows great joy. Hallelujah. Or delight. Amen. He feels or shows great joy or delight. In your pain, in your agony, please, hallelujah. He feel pleased, hallelujah. He feel he feel pleased. He he like he, he feel pleased to talk about your situation. He delight in it. He, he has a lot of interest to talk about your situation to other people. He has a lot of desire. He talks to your situation, your downfall, with passion to people. How wrong you've done? How 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 bad you are? Hallelujah. And 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 they don't care. They don't care who gets hurt along the way. Hallelujah. They don't care who they are hurting. They, they talk passionately about your downfall. They talk passionately about your wrongdoing. They rejoice. They have delights uh, in it. They enjoy in it. They, they celebrate it. Hallelujah. They talk like, like they, 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 they speak with a certain passion concerning what you are doing wrong. Amen. If he has not, he has been with longer hairs or not been talking with, to certain people for a long time of people, he will start talking to them. Hallelujah. He will start making friends with people that he is not friends with just because you have, you, you, you have, you have offended or you have done something wrong. He starts wanting to make friends so that he will be able to tell them what you have done. So that you will be able to rejoice and, and, and communicate what you have done. Enjoy. Hallelujah. No resentment. No, 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 no re regrets. Hallelujah. No, 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 no remorse. Like, oh, no, he, he doesn't even feel sorry for what he's doing or, or, or even feel sorry for you. Hallelujah. But love does not rejoice at wrongdoing. When you love me, the Bible says that someone who loves you rebukes you. Hallelujah. If someone loves you, he will rebuke you. If someone loves you and he sees you are doing wrong, he will come to you and tell you this thing that you are doing is wrong. Hallelujah. Not in a rude way. Hallelujah. He will not be rude to you. Hallelujah. He will not, he will not he will not be uh, 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 um, rude to you, or he will not be harsh on you, hallelujah, but he will talk to you in love. He will let you know that what you're doing is wrong, and therefore you need, you need to turn your ways. And the Bible says that if you see that somebody is doing wrong, it is your responsibility as a believer for you to tell the person that this thing that you're doing is wrong, hallelujah. Uh, and if you tell the person that what he's doing is wrong and he does not listen, then 
the Lord will not demand his blood from you. But if you sit down and watch and look, hallelujah, and rejoice, and you are happy that he is going through it, you are telling other people about what he is going through, what he is doing. Oh, I think he did this. I think I think he has misled. I oh, I even saw him uh, in 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 it. At a place, um, I even saw him uh, um, at, at this this joint. I even saw him, but the place that I saw this guy, I think he had misled, and I think, uh, oh, I'm, I'm I'm feeling sorry for him, but he is lying. Hallelujah! Oh, I'm feeling sorry for him. If you really feeling sorry for me, you will come to me. Hallelujah! If you really feeling so sorry for me, you will pray for me. Hallelujah! You will pray through it for me. Hallelujah! You pray with me, but not rejoice with people, not, not, not have a delight. Some of us, we speak with a passion of joy. We speak with delight, hallelujah. We speak with happiness. We speak with joy about people's, the error that people have done uh, or the sin that people have committed. Hallelujah. Love does not rejoice over wrongdoing. If you love somebody, you will approach the person and then... Um, I'm letting him know what he's doing is wrong, hallelujah. Or, or, or either way, if you can't approach the person, you pray for the person. Hallelujah. You pray for the person. So there is a need for us to come together as believers. There is a need for us to be each other's brother's keeper and then pray and intercede for each other. Instead of us rejoicing and telling other people, that oh um we did this oh um this happened to him this happened to, that happened to him oh he 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 lied oh i saw him lying oh i saw him fornicated oh i saw him cheating on his wife oh uh, you have to pray hallelujah you don't have to be happy over it hallelujah and sometimes i watch people that um, are, are happily on the social media blasting people talking about people how uh, oh how wrong they are how wrong they are they are wrong they are both passionately talking about how wrong they are but they they are saying that they are exposing them hallelujah they are exposing them hallelujah and they talk passionately about them and sometimes they are happy they are they are they are they are they are walking around they are poking their nose they are they are happy like good news hallelujah whenever they see that somebody is falling it is good news for them that is when they also have the power to come to the social media and talk about it hallelujah but that is not what the bible tells us to do hallelujah the bible is not telling us that when you see your brother sinning you go to the social media and then put his sins on the social media but the bible says that if we see our brother sinning we should go to the brother and confront the brother and tell him that what he is doing and if he does not accept it we should we should we should call the elders of the church and put it in front of them hallelujah the bible encourages us to pray for our brethren he says that we that are out of the fire we should also pray and and bring them that are in the fire bring them out hallelujah and sometimes some of the sins that we are putting on social media we are blasting other people oh they are doing a they are being c they are doing d they are doing z they are the same things that we came out of hallelujah or the same they are the same thing that sometimes we are also struggling I, uh, uh, to get out of hallelujah but we forget that we are struggling with those things uh, and we point fingers at others uh, instead of us praying and interceding that God save them and deliver them uh, from their weakness hallelujah 
We are all human and we are bound to fall. Hallelujah. We are all human and the devil can tempt us. Hallelujah. We are all human and the devil, uh, even Peter, hallelujah, the devil used him. Peter that was close to Jesus. Uh, Peter that Jesus affirmed that he was, um, the, the heavens who have, have spoken through him. Uh, even him, the devil used him at the time uh, to fight against Jesus. Uh, so Jesus had to rebuke him and say, devil, get thee behind me. Uh, we, are, we are humans uh, and therefore we are capable of sinning. Uh, so when when you see your brother sinning up, you should not rejoice over it. Hallelujah. Amen. Out of greedy, out of greedy and selfishness, a lot of people rejoice over 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 people in position having uh, um go through certain sin hallelujah they are waiting for you they are waiting they are they are waiting that oh uh, I, I i think that the way uh, um sister and so so and so and brother so so and so are working together i think that there the, the, the should be something going on between them uh, and therefore they are waiting for a day that that they, they uh you will be revealed hallelujah instead of the instead of him praying uh, that ah uh, the way they are getting I pray that the devil will not set in. Hallelujah. Instead of him praying, he is waiting. Hallelujah. He can't wait uh, to come out uh, to, to see. Hallelujah. Therefore, he begin to he begin to formulate ideas and, and things that are not right. Hallelujah. And begin to tell lies about you. Hallelujah. So that he will be favored. Hallelujah. Because of greed and jealousy. Hallelujah. So that he will be occupied in your position, hallelujah. So he is saying as if he wants the kingdom of God uh, to go forward, hallelujah. Oh, nowadays I've seen what I saw so and so and this. Uh, I'm saying it because I need you to pray, hallelujah. I'm saying it because I, I, I need you I need you to watch and uh, uh, speak to him, hallelujah. But he is lying, hallelujah, because he's saying it because uh, not because he needs you to speak to the person or pray for the person, but he wants to sow a seed of this God, hallelujah. He wants to sow a see that that will, will, will cause this belief and distress hallelujah so that he will, will begin to show for his ideas hallelujah like like david's son hallelujah the bible says that when he wanted the throne he began to look for his father's error his father's weakness and he began to go to the people and tell the people has my father dealt with your case I, I know that two weeks ago you came to you came to the palace and, and you tell you told my father about this issue. Has my father dealt with it? Huh? And when he, he finds out that his father has not dealt with it, huh? he said, Yeah, I know my father. He will not deal with it. Huh? My father is wicked. Hallelujah. But when I am a king, huh? I am going to deal with your issues. Huh? Hallelujah. He began to manipulate the people by his father's weakness. He was happy. He was always waiting. Looking for his father's weakness so that he will use it against his own father. That he will be able to ascend the throne. And we see that a lot in churches today. Hallelujah. Today pastors are setting up pastors. Hallelujah. So that people will have issues about them. Huh? Pastors are setting up pastors. Hallelujah. Pastors are setting up pastors. Huh? Uh, they, they, they are sending people. They are sending women to their churches. Huh? Some people, other people's churches. Huh? To, to, to act like they want to sleep with them. Huh? And, 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 and to talk with them about certain things. Huh? Some, and, and even record them. Hallelujah. And put it out. Hallelujah. You love does not rejoice over wrongdoing. Amen. You do not rejoice over wrongdoing. You do not rejoice. And why would you set somebody, send somebody to set me up? Hallelujah. The Bible says that do not test God. Hallelujah. Do not test the Lord your God. Amen. 
If you are tempting a man of God, you are tempting God. Hallelujah. If you are tempting your fellow believer, you are tempting God. Amen. You are tempting God. You are tempting God. And that is something deep that we, um, as another thing, hallelujah, that we can talk about next time. Hallelujah. If we tempt our brothers or our sisters, we are tempting God. Amen. It's not the brothers or sisters that we are tempting. Hallelujah. Sometimes we love does not rejoice of our wrongdoing. Amen. Today, because of greed and jealousy that has increased in the church, that the church see no problems with it. Hallelujah. And the church has embraced greedy and jealousy as part of the church. Hallelujah. So out of greed, somebody is destroying his own brother in the church. Hallelujah. Out of greed, somebody and jealousy, somebody is telling lies about his own brother in the church. Hallelujah. We have embraced greed and jealousy. Which the Bible says that it's like witchcraft. We have embraced it in the church. And now it is okay for the church to be greedy. It is okay for the church to be jealous. Hallelujah. But it's not okay for the church to fornicate. It is not okay for the church to steal. Hallelujah. But it is okay for the church to be greedy. Hallelujah. Pastors are being greedy. Members are being greedy. And jealous about ourselves. Love does not rejoice at wrongdoing. Because you were, you, were, you were not chosen as the choir leader. Because you were not chosen as a lead in the ushering department. You are trying to do whatever that you can to prove that the person that has been chosen is a bad person. Hallelujah. Jealousy. Greed. These are some of the things that will cause you to rejoice over people's wrong. When people do wrong. Some of the things that will cause you to rejoice is jealous. Greedy. Because you want it all for yourself. Hallelujah. Today pastors are sitting down with other, past, other members that are not part of their church members gossiping about their own the, 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 the leaders of the church just because they want to get them up to their church they start talking about what the other pastor has done the pastor has done this the pastor has done this I'm even surprised your pastor did this I'm even surprised hallelujah just to get them Sow a seed of discord in them. Jealousy. 
jealousy. Jealousy is making people to rejoice over wrongdoing. Hallelujah. People are rejoicing over other people fall in the church. And the church is so quick. I hear the church so quick. The church is so quick now to say, Oh, we thought he was a pastor. Now I don't even hear unbelievers say that, Oh, now church A is waiting for church B, the pastor in it or the leader in it to collapse. Then they will be able to take it apart because they've not got a platform that our church has. Then, oh, we thought he was this. Yeah, he said he was a pastor. He said, and it's coming from a leader in the church. That is not love. If the church can grow as a whole, we need to show love. When we see another believer, irrespective of where he is, the fact that he believes in Christ, the Bible says that if the heavens lose one soul, because we are seeing a kingdom as something of as a membership, so when you ask them, are you saved? They say, "Oh, I go to Pentecost." Uh, 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 do you know him? They say, "I go to I go to I, I go to um, resurrection." Uh, do you know him? I go to unlimited grace. Uh, do you know him? Oh, I've been in a church. Uh, I'm the even one that even did this for the pastor. I am even closer. Then they begin to describe how close they are and what they've done to the pastor. Knowing God is not about what you've done for the pastor, Hallelujah, or what you you you, you have done in the church, Hallelujah. Uh, like, like the guy that came to Jesus, Hallelujah. He said, "I did this." I did this, I did this, I fasted, I prayed. Jesus said, no, 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 you need repentance. Hallelujah. Knowing God has nothing to do about what you do for the church. Hallelujah. But what you do for the souls in the kingdom. Amen. It's not what you do for the church, but what you do for the souls in the kingdom and uh, if you see your your the, the other brother in the other church as as a soul and he is backsliding and you see him as a soul that is backsliding you rather pray for the soul not to backslide than to 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 crucify him to others than to come out and to justify they are wrongdoing. Today, church leaders are justifying the wrongdoing of others. Love does not rejoice at wrongdoing. Love. If you if you love me, not not even as a brother, hallelujah, as a soul that God has saved, and I am I, I am backsliding, I'm falling, hallelujah. I am I am falling out of the kingdom. If you are kingdom-minded uh, and you are thinking about the kingdom and you're not thinking about church, hallelujah. You are not thinking about gathering members for yourself, but you are thinking about gathering souls, uh, and you see me as a soul that is being lost, hallelujah. You are not going to crucify me, hallelujah, to other people, but you are not going to crucify me on the social media, but you are going to pray for me, yeah? you are going to intercede for me, you are going to come to me. You are going to talk to me in love. You are going to talk to me in love. You will not see me at a distance and look at me and say, Look at him. 
I mean, he's carrying himself around that. He thinks he knows it all. He thinks he knows it all. He doesn't know, uh, I, I know he is this. Uh, and then we start condemning them. Uh, the Bible says that the same measure of faith uh, that you use to judge uh, get other people, that same measure of faith uh, shall be used to judge you. Hallelujah. Judge not. Amen. Judge not here does not mean that you, you don't have to uh, um, assess people and, 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 and know whether uh, um, they kind of, but, but, but you condemning people, hallelujah, condemning people of their evil doing. Love does not rejoice over wrongdoing. Amen. Love does not rejoice over wrongdoing. It rejoices with the truth, but rejoice with the truth. Hallelujah. What is rejoicing with the truth? You know, in our generation, we think of the truth in a different way. Hallelujah. We think of rejoicing in the truth. It's you, you being able to say your emotions. Hallelujah. To speak out your emotions is not speaking the truth. Your emotions is not the truth. Truth is not emotions. How you feel is not the truth. Hallelujah. How you feel about a situation, how you feel about somebody. You might feel uh, 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 this is what is going on. Hallelujah. You might feel like a person does not like you, but that does not mean a person does not like you. Hallelujah. You might feel like a person is trying to cheat you, but that does not mean the person is trying to cheat you. Hallelujah. You might feel, you know, you know, like the, the person is trying to take over. That, that does not mean the person is trying to take over. Hallelujah. You might feel, you know, what you feel is not a truth. Hallelujah. You know, people will say, oh, yeah, because I've been able to tell him my emotion, I tell him the truth. Amen. Truth must be based on facts. Amen. 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 Truth must be based on what? Facts. But not on feelings, not on emotions, hallelujah. Not on what you feel, hallelujah. Not on what you think, hallelujah. But truth must be based on facts. Truth must be based on the word of God. Hallelujah. Truth must be based on the word of God, but not perceptions, not what you feel, not what you perceive, not what, what you think. Hallelujah. But truth must be based on the word of God. So when the Bible is saying that love does not rejoice over wrongdoing, but rejoice with the truth, it doesn't mean you rejoice. Speaking your emotions. Hallelujah. It doesn't mean you rejoice. Speaking about your perceptions about certain people. Certain people are accused in the church that they know nothing about. They are all perceptions of other people. Oh, I saw him entering the church. I saw him and so so and so working together. I saw uh, 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 A and B doing this. Hallelujah. I saw, I hear, I saw, I hear, I saw. 
It's only one person that always sees and, and, and hears. Hallelujah. One person in the church, he always sees and hears about one particular person. Hallelujah. But he doesn't see the wrong that he is doing. Hallelujah. He doesn't hear the wrong things that he, uh, people are saying about him. But he always see the wrong and, uh, and he, uh, see the wrong that people are doing and hear the wrong that people are doing. He doesn't see the good in other people. Hallelujah. He always see the wrong thing in other people. Amen. He see the wrongs in other people. He's always, always perceiving bad. Amen. But rejoice over the, with the truth. The truth, the word of God, as we to us as believers, is an infallible truth. Hallelujah. In fact, amen. So we rejoice over the truth that the truth is when you are able to intercede. You are rejoicing, pray that ah, now this man, I believe, he is a man of God. He is a man of integrity. Therefore, I've seen him going through a, a way that looks awkward. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray with him. I'm going to pray through it for him. Uh, and when I pray and I see him back on his track, uh, and I see him that now he is walking in the ways that he used to walk before, I am happy. I am rejoicing that he has come back to know the truth. He has come back to the truth. He has come back to the word of God. Hallelujah. But not about talking about your emotions. Hallelujah. But knowing that another soul, that was getting lost through your intercession and prayer that soul is coming back to Christ that is it you are rejoicing over that hallelujah he rejoiced when his friend is getting, is getting acquainted with the truth hallelujah Today, if, uh, if you are you are you are you are you are working, you are you are trying to walk in holiness, the church will condemn you. If you are trying to do things that are of God, your own friends, pastor friends, they will condemn you. Hallelujah. The church will crucify you. Amen. For trying to do the right thing. And when they see you do the wrong thing, they said, ah, we said it. We said it. We said it. And it's sad that the church does no more longer care about the lost souls. Hallelujah. The church does no longer care about lost souls. Amen. It is good for you to attempt to reach out to the lost souls. If you reach out to them and they are behaving some other way, pray for them. Don't condone them. Don't 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 tolerate them, but pray for them. Hallelujah. 
Intercede for them that the, that the Lord changes them. But you don't rejoice over their wrongdoing. But you rejoice with the truth. What is the truth here? The truth here is that you are rejoicing that they are no longer doing the wrong thing, but they are doing the truth. Hallelujah. You are rejoicing that they are no longer doing the truth, but with the, the, doing the wrong thing, but rejoicing with the truth, that they are with the truth, that they are with Christ, that they are doing the right thing, that they are, they are increasing in their faith. You are rejoicing with them that they are increasing in their faith, that they are adding to their faith virtue, good morals. That is what you rejoice over. Today, if you're a man of God, you stay holy, pure in the sight of God, and God begins to use you, people get jealous. Say, oh, it's juju. It's voodoo. It's witchcraft. And the same people that pray that God the Bible says that when we pray, we should pray that let your will be done on earth. It is God's will to use mankind or people that will avail themselves to touch lives and change lives. And when God is doing that, because of jealousy and greed, if you want the same gift. You don't have to be greedy and jealous and backbiting. Just avail yourself and the Lord will give you the gift. Hallelujah. Just open up to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now there is nothing real when it comes to the church. Because everybody is condemning each other. Oh, this person's um, the way he's preaching is not good. This pastor is not good. That pastor, I am the only good pastor. Um, the pastor, everybody is condemning each other. But we are all declaring one Jesus. We are all speaking about one God. Why should it be so? Because there is no love among us. Love does not rejoice over wrongdoing. But rejoice with the truth hallelujah rejoice with the truth rejoicing with the truth is not just your emotions just speaking out your emotions yeah as for me i will tell this i will tell this as, as it is i'm going to say the truth no that's not the truth that is your emotions hallelujah i'm going no that's how you feel hallelujah that does not make it the truth hallelujah but the truth has to deal with facts. Amen. The truth has to do with facts. The truth has to do with facts. Do not assume that because I saw this, 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 so is that. Therefore, you begin to condemn. That's not the truth. Hallelujah. Because this happened and has nothing to do with your accusation, but it looks like 
the person has an intent, but you don't have any facts. Yeah, no, I will speak the truth. I will say my mind. Saying your mind is not saying the truth. Hallelujah. It is good to say your mind. It is good to let your intent be known to your brothers and sisters. But that does not mean that that is the truth. Hallelujah. We have substituted saying our mind with the truth. Hallelujah. Today, believers do not search for the truth. We just go by our emotions and our feelings. Hallelujah. How we feel and, and what we think. Hallelujah. As a leader, when another person comes and complains to you about, oh, this person did A, B, C, D, because he was the first person that came and complained to you, you just go by what he said. You don't investigate for the truth. Hallelujah. Love rejoice with the truth. Hallelujah. Love rejoice with the truth. So you are not happy that your brother is doing something wrong, but you are rejoicing when your brother is with the truth. Hallelujah. He says that love rejoice with the truth. Love rejoice with the wit there makes it uh, not you it's not something that is you doing it but you are doing it with somebody hallelujah you are doing it for somebody hallelujah you are doing it for something hallelujah so you rejoice with the truth hallelujah that means somebody else is in the truth hallelujah who is in the truth the brother that you claim that you love hallelujah the person that is next to you that you claim that you love hallelujah the person that is next to you that you claim that you share the same faith with hallelujah you rejoice with the truth in them when they know the truth, you rejoice. Hallelujah. When when they are when they are walking in the truth, you rejoice. Hallelujah. You do not rejoice when they are walking in sin. Hallelujah. You do not go about telling other people when they are walking in sin. Hallelujah. But you go about telling people, hey, have you seen this boy? He's doing great and marvelous work. Hallelujah. I, 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 I hardly I hardly hear in the church. Hallelujah. Two people, two people standing, standing at, at the end of the church. Hallelujah. And say, oh, have you seen this? Uh, uh, today I thought the, 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 the guy that led the praise and worship, he did very well. Hallelujah. I hardly hear those things. Hallelujah. I hardly hear uh, two people standing in the church. Hallelujah. Talking about... Uh, about how good the sermon was, hallelujah. But if you hear two people standing uh, talking in the church, hallelujah, for a longer time, uh, if the church closes and you are you are shutting the door and you see two people, they are still there and they are still chatting, it means they are chatting about their friend's clothes, hallelujah. Why did he come to church with this clothes, hallelujah? So doesn't he have any clothes, hallelujah? I'm even surprised he's wearing this clothes, hallelujah. I have seen A and B, hallelujah. That means they're talking about something that he has done wrong, hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's hardly that you come to church. Hallelujah. And after church, you hear people applauding the worship leader. Oh, today worship was good. Hallelujah. There's the worship is good. Hallelujah. Everybody take his back. At the end of the day, they go home. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. 
They don't even say anything to the worship leader. They don't even say anything to. Uh, but that is that the worship are not good. Everybody will know that the worship was not good. Hallelujah. Everybody that did not come to church will know. Before they come to church next week, they know that the church, the service was not good. Hallelujah. They know that something evil happened at the church. Hallelujah. Yeah. They come to church and, and the powerful word of God comes, hallelujah, about repentance, hallelujah. They will not go and say something to their brother that, hey, today the word of God that came uh, uh, is, is so powerful. Uh, God through the pastor said that we should repent. Uh, so I am coming to tell you uh, that this thing that we have been doing, uh, now God has spoken through the pastor. I know that it is God that is speaking to him. Uh, so we need to change our ways. Uh, but are you here? Uh, the pastor was using us to preach, hallelujah. The pastor was talking about us, hallelujah. The pastor said this thing about you, hallelujah. But they forgot that the pastor said that there need to be repentance. Hallelujah. Love does not rejoice about wrongdoing. What am I doing wrong? That you are so eager. Delighted in it. That you would like to go and tell other people that you love to go and discuss with other people. Hallelujah. There are some people, they will never call you. They only call you when they hear something is bad. Oh, I call you to condone you. Oh, I call you. They, they, they always call you when something is bad. They never call you when something is good. When, when you are progressing in life, you don't see them. They don't care about your progress. They don't delight in your progress. They don't rejoice in your progress. Hallelujah. Why should I come to church? And I'm doing something wrong. You know, Jesus said that I am not here for the righteous. I'm here for the sinful. Hallelujah. That's what Jesus said. He said that he is here. He was walking with prostitutes. He was walking with demon people that are possessed with demons. He was walking with people. He, those were the people that the Lord touched their lives. And those were the people that supported his ministry. It is not the Sadducees. It is not the Pharisees. That had been in 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 in, 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 in the Judaism for years, months, and they knew about the Messiah. They have studied the law. They knew that a Messiah is about to come. No, 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 no. It's not them. It's not those that were in the church for for thirty years, for forty years, for fifty years that supported Jesus' ministry. No. But those that were possessed with demons, that he cast them out. Those that were, 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 were robbers, they, they were robbing people through tax collection. Hallelujah. Those were the people that Jesus was moving with. And Jesus never condemned them, but Jesus drew them closer. Jesus, Jesus spoke the word to them. Jesus made them understand that there is a need for repentance. And they repented and, and walked in a, in, a, in, a, in a life of righteousness. Hallelujah. But we are, are chasing away. 
the righteous ones. And we are waiting for them to backslide. We are waiting for them that they fall in a trap. That they slip. As soon as they slide, Now, I don't understand why leadership in church will say that this person is has fornicated, so we have excommunicated, or we let him sit at the back and not do any ministerial duties until we see some changes. I don't understand why the church will let people sit at the back only when they fornicate. But somebody is standing in front of the church filled with greed. And the church knows. The pastor knows. Filled with jealousy. But he's not allowed to sit back. We say that person is anointed. And that brother. That the devil. Has. Manipulated. Even though he was living, living a righteous life. He was not filled with greed. He was not filled with jealousy, but because he slayed, the church said, we don't have anything to do with you again. Get out. And the church is going out again, telling people that are fornicating, that we need you in the church. But somebody in the church fornicated, and the church cannot deal with it. Hallelujah. And the church is going out, huh? telling people that we need you, we need, we need you in the church, irrespective of the sin that you are going through. But people come to church and they sin, and the church says, No, we can't deal with you no longer. Get out. Love does not rejoice. When people sin, you don't rejoice when people are fornicating. You don't rejoice when people are living a life of lies. Hallelujah. The church has become full of lies. The Bible says that the, the devil is the father of all lies. And no wonder a lot of church leaders, leaders, were supporting somebody who was, who, who was lying throughout the media his whole time, the whole time. The church was supporting him as a Christian. The church is full of lies that we don't even see anything wrong with lying. It's full of jealousy. And greed. That we don't even see anything wrong with it. Pastors are living in greed. The church leaders are living in greed. The members are living in greed. 
everybody is doing it. So it has become a norm in the church. It is okay for you to be greedy. It is okay for you to be jealous. It is okay for you to lie. Hallelujah. That is why people are walking about. Lying on other people. Rejoicing. They are happy. Hallelujah. They are happy. They act like they, are, they feel sorry for the person. But they are happy that the person is going through that pain. They are happy that the person is going through that challenge. They are happy that the person has backslidden. Yeah. Every day you think you are, you are, you act like you are all righteous. You got it all. Now look. Look at you. You don't have intercessors in the church anymore. Now intercessory has become a title. Hallelujah. But we do not have real intercessors in the church that will stand up and intercede. Uh, that will see that this thing, the way it is going, uh, even before it happens, they seize it. Hallelujah. Be the way this person is getting closer to the pastor, I think something must happen now. Uh, so I need to start praying. I need to start interceding. Before the devil starts using this lady to, to take this pastor down, I need to start interceding for this pastor. The way this man is getting closer to this pastor, I know he's up to something. He's going to set this pastor up. I need to start praying for the pastor. Brother, we sit down. We wait. Telling the people, watch. He's going to fornicate with him. Watch. He's going to mess up with him. And we are waiting for our decree to come to pass. Say, ah, I told you. I told you. I told you. I told you. Look at what I said. It has really come to pass. We are prophesying evil, declaring evil about the church, and waiting for it to come to pass. Hallelujah. He is going to mess up. Look, the way this, this guy is going about the church money, I know he's going to steal it. I know he's going to rob the church. I know. Watch and see. No prayer will be heard for, the, the, for him. And all because he is greedy and jealous. He wants to be in that position. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, the way, the way this man is working with this pastor. No, it's because you are jealous. You want, to, you want him to be working with you. Jealous. Greed. Hallelujah. Love does not rejoice over wrongdoing. If you love somebody as a believer, you have a passion for him to do the right thing. You don't, you, you don't, you, you don't have the passion for him to do the wrong thing. You don't wish that the person does the wrong thing. And you see the person doing the wrong thing, you intercede for him the same way. You don't wish that you, you don't wish that your children will do the, the bad thing. Why are you wishing that the person that you are sitting is next, sitting next to you will do something wrong that you'll be able to say? Hallelujah. 
social media, breaking news. Now we have turned ourselves into news forecasters, destroying the church. No, oh, as for me, if any pastor does anything, if anybody, uh, I, I will expose them. Who are you to expose? Hallelujah. Is that what God called you to do? God called you to win souls into the kingdom. Hallelujah. God called you. It is the responsibility of every believer to, to win souls into the kingdom. But not to, not, not to expose the weakness in the kingdom. Approach them. Speak to them. But don't expose them to the worldly people. Hallelujah. A good house, a good family that stays together and, and comes out with success. Everything that happens in the family stays in the family. If everything that happens in the family stays in the family, the family succeeds. But if everything that happens in the family goes outside the family, it's hard for the family to succeed. Hallelujah. Love does not rejoice over wrongdoing. Let's put an end to greed and rejoicing over people's success, people's happiness, people's joy. We should we should we should be joyful when people are getting to know the truth when people are with the truth hallelujah when people are getting to know the truth and when people are working with the truth we should be we should be helping and praying for them that they will be able to live a life that is righteous if we see anybody that is trying to get off the track hallelujah but we shouldn't be more more uh, 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 happy delight in saying it, that this person did A, this person did B, this person did C. Hallelujah. Let's stand up, stand up upon our feet and pray. Father, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for such a word. We pray that give us the strength and the ability to overcome greed, generous, and to intercede and to help those that are fallen stand on their feet in love in the mighty name of jesus that we pray help us oh god rejoice in troops in jesus name that we pray amen hallelujah glory to god amen and glory hallelujah Woo, we just thank god for such a awesome word amen we don't have to be intimidated, jealous, have envy, be greedy, ungrateful for nothing because God has given us our own portion. He's given us what we can handle, how we can handle it. That's why we have to depend upon the Holy Spirit to guide us so that we can stay in our lane. Amen. So that we can do the work of the kingdom of God because it's all about the kingdom of God. If you're not preaching kingdom, I'm not talking about the kingdom of darkness. I'm talking about the kingdom of light. 
It is about the kingdom of God pushing people to their purpose and destiny, not being greedy, jealous, envy, intimidated. Because God is, because I told you, God is changing guards. Meaning God is using those not because of how skillful they are, how long they've been in ministry, but because of their heart. Because of their heart of love, their heart of giving, not a heart of selfishness, greediness, jealousy, intimidation. No, we shouldn't be intimidated by nobody. We should not be jealous of nobody. You don't even know the hell that that individual probably is going through. You're only looking on the outer. You're only seeing what they have and what you think that they have. But you don't know what it takes for them just to get up every day and serve God. So be careful who you're jealous of. Be careful who you're envious of. Be careful of those that you're intimidated by. Because guess what? It The price is not easy. The price is not cheap. But you can have the same anointing, the same things that God has for you. Be grateful and thankful for what God called you to, what God is given to you, because God can use all of us in a different measure, but to fulfill one thing, and like Apostle Joe said, to first of all, exalt the Savior, evangelize the sinner, and edify the saints and those that are lost and push them and bring them into the kingdom of God. So we thank you for joining us. We thank God for your life. Until next time, it's 1045 next Sunday, by God's grace, we will be here. 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. God is good. And he's good all the time. So we thank God for your life. We thank God for Unlimited Grace Prayer Ministry, Apostle Joe. Hallelujah. We thank God for SOAR International Network. God bless you, Lady Apostle Robin. And God bless you for you, for joining in, those that's listening from near and far. May God bless you. And for those that may not know Christ, I always say, you know him. Amen. I'm talking about having a relationship. It's a difference. Having a relationship with him, meaning that. It's you and him. Because I know down the line you have heard about Jesus. You have heard about his great works. You, but you just have never gotten close to him. You never accepted him as your Lord and Savior. You never confessed with your mouth and believed in your heart that he is your Lord and Savior. And that you know that he died for you and that he can forgive you of your sins. So today is that day. Because tomorrow we're not promised. Tomorrow it can be over. But today, right now, at 1.12 p.m. Eastern standard time hallelujah you can give yourself to jesus and guess what he will come wherever you are you can be a hundred thousand miles from here you can be across in another country another across the river across the ocean across the sea god is everywhere all knowing all seeing God, I'm not present. I'm not. Come on. He's where you are. And then he can give you something special. The Holy Spirit open up your mouth. Why? Because you're going to need that in order to travel over the enemy. Amen. And to raise the dead, heal the sick and cast out devils is free unto you. Power and authority. So we thank God for you receiving him as your Lord and Savior. We thank God that now he's even endowed you with the Holy Spirit that will give you all things. Amen. And we thank God for divine connection divine financial breakthroughs financial help and revelation through his word understanding um, in his word wisdom knowledge 
and understanding of his word as you move forth in your relationship in Christ Jesus you move forth and knowing who he is through his word that God will give unto you everything that you need and guess what it's not going to be easy but you can persevere through as you study his word the word of God it's going to increase your faith and faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God studying the word of God and guess what you're going to be able to come through some of those rocky places is it going to be easy no but you will overcome because we are overcomers in Christ amen so God bless you may God keep you in Jesus name dear Heavenly Father we thank you for the word that have fallen in the ears of your people let this word oh God be a word that would not only fall in their ears but they will be doers of this word that it will fall in their hearts and will fall in their spirit they will walk according to what they have heard through your servant on this morning this afternoon that they will be changed oh God and even as they are changed oh God we thank you for who they are in Jesus name and God we thank you hallelujah we thank God for everybody and also we'll be talking more um, hallelujah Hallelujah. Amen. Um, for the month of August. Amen. We have something that's coming up. Hallelujah. So we thank God for your life. Amen. The crowd of the righteous. Hallelujah. 21 days of prayer and fasting. Amen. So we will be talking a little bit more about that. But until next time, may God bless you. Amen. May God keep you in Jesus name. And we thank you for joining us. And we love you to life. And there's anything that we can help you with or anything you need. You can always reach us here at location or call 513-330-63 hallelujah 73 amen and we will be here for you amen hallelujah may god bless you may god keep you in jesus name you have a great afternoon a great week in jesus name amen and god bless you thank you for joining us